Hello and welcome. This is the Future Family Podcast. I'm Blake. I'm Tanner. Yo soy Cody. This week, we are not sponsored by the app House Party. House Party. Okay, there's like three people in the world that still use this. Um, one of them, I think, is AJ Walker, question mark, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. high key, I feel like if we all got back on it, it would be super lit. So, House Party, everyone get on it. We're going to do a future family house party at Dunn. All right, everyone, with college now in full swing, you're probably looking for some jams to play on your way to class or if you're working on your commute to work. And while you may be tempted to play the music of the devil, we here at Future Family are your certified sanctification experts. And so we have some fresh, crisp, and salty bangers from the CCM world that we would like to share with you. Now, before we do, we need to swap it on over to our resident CCM expert because, Blake, I need you to define for the people, perhaps the unlearned and the unschooled, what exactly CCM is and what it isn't. And maybe even a little bit of its history. Well, thank you very much for that uh, loving and kind introduction. Welcome to my TED Talk. Um, We'll be going into the origins of contemporary Christian music, what it is, what it is not, and what it will be one day in the future. No, uh, real quick, I think we should draw the line, a a distinct, not a distinct line, the line is, is, uh, what's that, what's that secular song called, Uh, Blurred? The line is (laughs) blurred. (laughs) The line is blurred as to where worship ends and contemporary Christian music begins, um, but I'll just say, and then I think on the other side of that spectrum is like a singer songwriter, like creative space. And so we're going to fall in the middle of that, the CCM bubble. Um, so it's not worship, but it's also not like creative, like hipster kind of music. It is radio. It's made for radio pretty much. So your K-Love artist, your Air One artist is a new, I guess, a more modern radio station. Um, and so, yeah, I think those lines are important to remember, but we do see people who cross over those lines. So, uh, i.e. Christian Stanfield, um, worship pastor for uh, passion city church, but also you probably know him mainly because he has hit songs on the radio. So he'll take what was, what started off as a worship song and he will, Shorten it to about three minutes, three and a half minutes, um, record it in studio, and bang, he has a CCM banger. And so um, so that's our borders, that's our boundaries. But going back to the history, to the early days, there's a lot you can, you can Google, just like origins of contemporary Christian music. It kind of was birthed out of the Southern Gospel movement. The Gaither Vocal Band kind of had like some big things going on in that day. Um, but some early pioneers of the contemporary Christian music realm. Um, number one would be Carmen. If you've never heard of this man, look him up. Um, another would be um, another one would be Rich Mullins, uh, very 
uh, authentic songwriter, um, really, uh, really deep in, into his music. Um, so I think both of those guys, if you want to start early Christian contemporary Christian music, look at those guys. Carmen, probably better known for his music videos, mm. a lot of great music videos. Mm. Rich Mullins, one of my favorite album covers of all time. Uh, so I would go look them up, but they also have some great music. So, so yeah, so that is a basic intro of what we're going to talk about, our boundaries, and a quick history. So, there you go. Exactly. So, so like, CCM music, right? It can be about, like, one's, one's spouse, right? Or it can be about, like, no? How are you defining uh, this? How- I, wanna... I think that, I think that fringes upon secular. Whenever you mention oh. the word love and it's not of God, um, then we are tiptoeing with Satan. So you're saying like when when Jimmy Needham starts singing about how he loves his wife, like we're just we're just getting in Bacchus territory, man. Like there might as well be like a Greek fertility parade within the going confines on. of marriage. It's somewhat acceptable, but the oh. youths can can take it, and especially if it's made mainstream and CCM right. realms, right. then the youths can take it and apply it to their youth. Three. And taint it and make it extramarital, yes. as youths are prone to do. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I'm thinking about, you know, this might be an exception, but the great Dave Barnes. Not Blake oh. Shelton, but the great Dave Barnes. You know, God gave me you for the ups and downs. Yes. It has yes. God in the title, but the love they're mentioning is a little more this is good, husband good. and this wife. Is good. Blake, the jury would like to know here and now: Is Dave Barnes a CCM artist? See, Go. I think he, I think he goes on the other side of songwriter ish, like more. Oh, okay, I, got you. I think him and Jimmy Needham would fall closer to that. Spectrum. See, that's what I was wondering because I feel like Jimmy Needham is probably the most. Also, I love that we can see each other. <laughs> right, <laughs> I agree. Make it a whole lot more fun. <laughs> Jimmy Needham is the most like close to both ends. Like he's he's so close to CCM. Like he's got songs that go into the CCM world, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he's also got songs like Firefly that are clearly just rambunctious and yeah. uh, and just completely. There, there are a few the, crossovers. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Well, the more <laughs> you know. Well, everyone, much like a um, a teenager that just got back from a Silver Ring thing event, we have now laid out the boundaries with y'all. Um, and so now I would like to pose our uh, first question of the evening, and that is if the three of us together could kick it with one CCM band for a weekend, who would it be? Now, what you guys don't know is this is actually our second time recording this episode because an unnamed recording service decided that it would crap out on us uh, the last time we tried. <laughs> And so we have already had this conversation, but I'm I'm wondering what the boys think, given a week of hindsight. Who would we kick it with? So are we still doing, like, dead or alive? They can be, yeah. They can be, uh, you can go all the way back to Francis Scott Key, or you can <laughs> hang, like, right here and now. <laughs> See, I would say Rich Mullins would be my guy. I agree. What about y'all? What, what do you think... What do you think a hang with Rich Mullins would be like? Like, what sort of activities is Rich going to pull you into? See, I think the first probably hour would be it would go out to eat somewhere. It'd be nice, mm-hmm. you know, nice red meat, potatoes, mm-hmm. things like that. And then after he feels kind of friendly with this and loose, he'd light a cigarette. 
Oh, like, well, I get I like kind it. of offended. Yes. Because um, he's a ragamuffin. Exactly. <laughs> and then we would just talk about the highways, the land, mm. um, farming, mm. dogs, mm. and then we'd all just start singing Bruce Springsteen, probably. Are, are you sure you don't want to just kick it with Matthew McConaughey for a weekend? That's <laughs> <laughs> that quite familiar. Blake, what about you? Who's your Who's your CCM hang? Um, I think by default, you you know my answer, so I won't say that. Newsboys would be <laughs> my who, first answer. The newsboys are like a revolving door. Like who who's the who's the one? I'm saying old school newsboys. Peter Furler at the helm, um, leading. I think that'd be a, a really fun hang. Is he the um, one that's like super bald, like really yeah. bald? Okay, yeah, cool. That's him. Beyond bald. <laughs> like no hang bald. That is him. I think, and I don't, I don't know if this was your answer, Cody, but uh, Switchfoot, yeah, I think would be a, a cool hang. And the more I thought about that, I was like, that they actually would be because I feel like they got those surfer vibes, California, yes. like free, almost hippie vibes. Like they're yes. gonna make some. They're just gonna be playing a guitar around a campfire after surfing all day or something like that. So yes, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty cool. Hang. Switchfoot. Go ahead, Tim. Blake, would you, if we hung out with the Newsboys, would you get them to sign your book, your Newsboys book? Yes, I would, actually. Absolutely. Um, I think it's already maybe they have a signature like printed in there, but Print, I would get the yeah, real but you want them the to trace over it. Yeah, I would, <laughs> yes. I would want them to trace over it. <laughs> yes. um, it's a great book if you're out there looking for a really good book. Um, uh, Shine is what it's titled. Off their hit single, um, Shine. I like it. I like it. Did you? Uh, I was thinking about this when we were talking about Switchfoot. Um, they used to have like a series of like videos on iTunes that were essentially like vlogs of them on tour. Hmm. And I think that's how I used to watch those all the time because they were actually kind of hilarious. And that's that's what led me to believe they'd be a good hang. I'm curious yeah. if they're still out there. I'm gonna so, link them if they are. Switchfoot's coming to Jackson. No way. Soon. Yeah. Sweet. We should try to get him on the podcast. To hang out with us or like to perform? Yeah, to hang out with us. To hang out with us, I guess. Uh, Tanner, nice you ruined the surprise. That's okay. <laughs> so now what's your, everyone... What's your... You didn't... Was, oh, did I steal yours, Switchfoot? Of course. No, you're good. Um, I think Switchfoot would be a good hang for sure. Um, I want to just kind of... I feel like being in the same room as um, Ren Collective be a good time. Just hanging out with the Irish in general seems like it would be fun. So, yeah, that'd be my other option, you know? So, everyone, now that we have discussed that, we will now be moving on to just a general discussion of the best CCM crisp bangers out there. The bands that you may have forgotten about. If you weren't raised a church kid, the bands you may have never even known about. Now, first, I would like to swap it over to Tanner. Tanner, I want you to give us who is an essential CCM. What What is an essential CCM banger to you? Ooh. Um, see, I would go back and forth with this because of Blake's working theory about worship mm-hmm. CCM. So, like, I think, though it's more of a ballad, like, I can only imagine... You can't, like, you could not even not talk about it if we were, like, making a Mount Rushmore of CCM songs. Mm-hmm. But it also works as a worship song and a movie, I think. I haven't seen it. 
Um, it's a good one. Is it? Mm-hmm. I should have bought it the other day. I have no idea what they're talking about right now. <laughs> There's a. I can, I can only, only imagine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I thought you were just like I thought that was a sequitur, not like the actual name of the song. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for me, um, I think because I love Rich Mullins, I'm gonna go a little old school and go with Awesome God. Ooh. As later covered by Michael W. Smith with like a full chorus and orchestra. Right. I See, like it with with Rich's version. You, like it starts with a little bit of wind chime and it goes straight into the verse where everybody else just knows the chorus we'll sing the chorus over and over again yes but the verses are pretty what does he say the one of them uh, when he rolls up his sleeves he ain't just putting on the ritz our god is an awesome god oh yeah I forgot there were like little <laughs> there were little little jazzy yeah but now Tanner brings up a good point because we mentioned this in the last episode um, or the when we tried to record this episode the first time uh, there are three types of live worship songs pre-2010. Uh, there's ones that start with a cymbal roll, there's ones that start with wind chimes, and there's ones that start with a piano chord. Yeah. Uh, cymbal roll is your upbeat, piano chord is your pensive, and uh, wind chimes are your, your ballads, such as yeah. Awesome God. <laughs> now, Blake, for, for perhaps the uneducated, um, would you like to tell everyone who this Michael W. Smith character is? Mm. when his era of operation was yeah so he is so we mentioned uh, a couple early pioneers earlier um in the episode uh rich mullins carmen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh they they set the foundation of ccm um and michael w smith stood on their shoulders michael w smith stephen curtis chapman the newsboys dc talk that era right pretty much was was lofted into the air because of those early pioneers, but they were like that next wave. Uh, right. I feel like, but Michael let us w. not Smith, forget. Yeah, let us not forget the Carmen walks so that they could run. Yes, as, absolutely. You, as you were saying, absolutely. But Michael W. Smith uh, still around today. By the way, he's not mm-hmm. one who has come and gone. <laughs> he didn't he is, die. He is <laughs> no. He is very much alive. Still putting out music. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know how other to describe him than um, he has a big hit that I think has had crossover success into the um, mainstream or into the secular music industry, Um, but a a huge hit and really an anthem of the Future Family podcast. Yeah. And it's called, I Have Friend of God Stuck in My Head. (laughs) Your friend? (laughs) Friends. <laughs> friends are friends forever? Friends are friends forever. Friends are friends forever. If the Lord's the Lord of them. Yeah. I mean. Which was so played Michael at w. <laughs> George Bush's funeral. I was about to mention that. <laughs> yeah. So Michael W. Smith has this huge hit, and it's an anthem for us as a podcast. Um, just really a great all-in-all song. I think it's had some crossover success into the mainstream uh, music fe- music spheres, but uh, it's called Friends, and it goes something like this, <clears throat> guys. Friends, friends, for <laughs> okay. Thanks for singing along with me. Um, <laughs> I feel like anything pre nineties. I've got to adopt the Creed voice. Something like that. But that was actually sung at apparently one of George H W Bush's favorite songs. 
and it was sung at his funeral. Yeah. Recently, so. Yeah. So Michael W. Smith, Smith, I would say he's kind of like he's kind of like the Abraham Lincoln of of CCM. He wasn't technically a founding father, but he's like more known than most of them are are like period. And I'd say he's probably the oldest CCM artist that I have gotten into throughout the years. I don't know if Stephen Curtis Chapman is older or not, which brings up the next banger, which is Dive by Stephen Curtis Chapman. There we go. If you were a youth group kid in the 90s or early 2000s, Dive by Stephen Curtis Chapman was played. Something I was wondering after we recorded last week, did Dive have hand motions? Do you guys remember? It had, I'm sure it had. I'm sure Any it popular did, Christian song. Anything. You're right, you're right, you're right. Had hand motions. But now we really need to kick it back and we need to talk about we need to talk about the one song that was the genesis of hand motions in the church. And Blake, I think you know which one I'm talking about. I don't I don't think and I it do. It is it is Big House. <laughs> oh, by okay. A. There we go. Yeah, yes. Big House. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big that's a banger. Um it's another must have. For those of you who like are hearing this and you're like, what is that? It's the one about a big big yard uh where we can play football touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner, you know. Um so there was a band that come from Arkansas and uh, they were playing a youth camp one year and instead of touchdown they said woo pig. Woo oh, pig. Of course. Oh, oh yeah. gross. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> gross. It Nasty. So Blake, um, give me a give me a give me a banger that's on your mind. So the people need to know? This one is I feel like underrated a little bit, but it's by a band called Avalon. Testify Ooh. to love. Oh there we go. How did we not mention that last time? For as long as I shall live, I will testify, testify to love. High key. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> that still is is a banger. Yeah, that like is. I, it just. Uh, I'm adding something. it to my playlist right now. There's something so about good. it. It's It's just so, so catchy. Good. It's so upbeat. And I think I know. I know we mentioned pre-show about one-hit wonders within Christian. I think they might be a one-hit wonder. I, I think so. That's they, they probably the had some other. <laughs> they probably had some other radio hits that were like popular at the time. But I feel like that one is like their biggest hit. Yeah, I think you it's guys, God. Sorry, go, go ahead, Tanner. You go ahead, Cody. I think "Testify to Love" has the intro that of all CCM songs ever made gets me the most hype. Because it's got this little guitar riff, and I'm going to play it for the listeners right now. But this little... Oh my gosh. Just bringing me right back. Yeah. So I'm just looking on Spotify, and apparently they have a release in 2019. Avalon? Avalon just released something. I thought they broke up like the Jackson 5 or something. Their previous album was in 20, 2009. What, what do they sound like now? Pull up pull up whatever their... Do they have like a single from this 2019 album? Well, this is the single. July 12th. Oh. Hmm? I feel like kombucha girl right now. Like... <laughs> CCM for sure. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, very CCM. <laughs> we all knew where the melody was going. Very Caleb. Okay, I can guarantee, just like 
if if I had my car turned on on K Love and I was blindfolded and I couldn't tell you what the chorus was, it's gonna be something <laughs> about like I can trust God. He's always holding on. He's never gonna let me down. Something, something, something. And then it's gonna go into a bridge about yeah. struggles of life. Yeah. Alrighty. Right before the <laughs> chorus, this is gonna the band's gonna hit. Mm-hmm. Gonna be like two rest and then kick back in. Mm-hmm. Now, what I was gonna ask is, do you guys remember the first? kind of Christian song that was a little more not edgy but maybe like rock wasn't as kind of safe for the family or anything like that that you guys got into you mean like the first one that that we got into or the first one that like dropped on K-Love that we were like whoa K-Love getting progressive what's going on here the one that you guys got into Mm. I know mine I'll say this related to that rock I guess train of thought that were going on um Need to breathe. Whenever they first came out, I heard their song on the radio. It was like uh, "Shine On" or something, and I was like, "Mom, we need to go to the Christian bookstore so I can buy this album." And so it wasn't at the bookstore, so we asked the guy to look it up, and me and my mom sitting there, and he's like, "Need to breathe." Never heard of this band. Types types in "Need to Breathe," finds it, and he's like, "Ah, they're a they're a Christian rock band." You, do you know that? Looking at my mom. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a Christian rock band. Oh my gosh. But that was their genre. Uh, like it was some sin that they... <laughs> that's great. A guitar great. in their song. And then I feel like one step beyond that, which I think we've I think we've as a culture moved past this, but do you guys remember the they're not a Christian rock band. They're a rock band that happens to be Christians. <laughs> yes, because it came back around with Christian hip hop recently. Absolutely. So, yes. Um, see the one I was thinking of for me at least was Jesus Freak. Really? D C talk, it was kind of the, I was like, Can you say freak? Interesting. Yeah. Mine but, uh, was uh, probably like Lonely Nation by Switchfoot because it was kinda angry. Yeah. But it's kind of angsty too. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Very angsty, super angsty. Very like, uh, very like, stick it to the man kind of angsty. Yeah, so, yeah. Or Hawk Nelson, one of those two. Those are the other ones I got into. But I don't know. Did do they count as like CCM based on like our our boundaries? Who? Switchfoot. Hawk, Hawk Nelson and Switchfoot. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, see, there's like a sub genre under CCM. Christian rock, Christian hip hop, which mm. it so your Christian rocks, other. you've got like your Reliant K and yeah. such. Reliant K, that, they're towing the they're towing the line between yeah. mainstream. Have you, have you heard Sadie Hawkins dance? See, <laughs> that's talk. not about God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the girls yes. ask the guys. This isn't complimentarian. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I was I just think. thinking, by now, we're probably about 20 minutes in, we'll probably have 10 listeners that are like all for this, and the rest are like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is terrible. I'm going to turn back to Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> so uh, like, so this, this brings up a good point. All right, between the three of us, if we, here's what I want, here's what I want us to workshop right here and now. I want five songs. I want five songs for anyone that was not raised a church kid. To get into the essentials of CCM, what are the essential five songs that we can think of? I put Dive by Stephen Curtis Chapman on there, personally. Yeah. I don't know if... Is that a general consensus in the room? Yeah. yeah. Are we all so. making one list together? Yeah, we're making like one the, list. I like that. I think yeah. Dive is on there. I think... 
I think Testify to Love has to be on there. I agree. I love Testify to Love. We gotta cover. We gotta cover some uh, some some ages though here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I feel like Darian Move was a was a big one, but I don't I feel know. like that one had cross it. It did. It had, it had crossovers, exactly. right? We really so, need to take him to church. I do want to go. We, while we're thinking about this, I want to sidebar for a second to go onto the tangent that, or my thought, my theory that God only knows by uh, for King and Country recent mm-hmm. single is equivalent to mainstream uh, Old Town Road. <laughs> because really, re- in in the sense of we've had twenty remixes of Old Town Road, we've probably <laughs> had nineteen remixes of. Uh, God, God only knows. knows. Yeah, so, God. To this right now. That's the, that's <laughs> oh my gosh, the most. The most recent many? God only knows remix features Dolly Parton. You're so, kidding. There you go. No freaking way. I'm telling you, it's just they're they're coming out with new things. Uh, what was the one a uh, couple months ago featured Echo Smith? Like God only knows. Yeah, the girl from Echo Smith. Yeah, the girl I... from Echo Smith. I like. I imagined that I would see Dolly Parton with for King and Country about as much as I imagined I would see Billy Ray Cyrus on a rap album. <laughs> so yeah, that so that fits. Those are the equivalent. Um, I think going off of so Oceans turned into a big CCM hit. That feels like an essential. Yeah, it's the it's the. But see, it's the cross. It's a worship song. As but little they, as I they like, turned that song. it into a CCM. Yeah. Yeah, the, there are those that kind of toe the line. Like I'm, right. earlier, when you were talking about it, Blake. I was thinking like "Reckless Love." Like many people sing it in worship, yeah. but it was probably outplayed on radio. Yeah, I agree. Do we do we need to cover our Toby Mac or DC Talk base with one of these essentials? See, I was thinking "Speak Life" might be the quintessential Toby Mac song, mm-hmm. even though it's more pop. That train not... is super loud. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, dinner. <laughs> But see, I was going to pitch that or something off of like Diversity or mm-hmm. what was the one before that that was, he was a little more rap still. I don't know what you're about. Sorry, my stand notification. That train, man. I know. Let's just. See, there's a lot of, man, there's so many bands that I keep kind of forgetting about or talents. Amy Grant, how we not talk about Amy Grant? Delirious. Yeah. Yeah. Jars of Clay, another kind of toe in the line kind yep. of crossover. That is so loud. Holy mother. I'm just like, I was going to say a recent newcomer into Christian, contemporary Christian music stardom, I think it's Lauren Daigle. Like mm-hmm. Her first album was good. It kind of got her on the map. This album has just really sent her like soaring as far as being a CCM icon. Yeah. Um, but You Say has like been on the billboard charts for some yeah. however many weeks. So should we add her to the echelon of the of the of the five essentials? I was thinking Probably I don't most I don't know what recent. song though. Uh, I'd say You Say. I agree. So let's uh you know what, let's put her on. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put You Say on. And then one that I was thinking of is you know, I definitely think we we would probably need to add uh, Big House. Big House was just a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now we got group. Big House, You Say, Dive. What else? 
That's a good question. We got two more. I mean, no. you know, I'm gonna make a case for a newsboy song, but we can so give it, give it to give us. Give me, give me a newsboy song. Are you, are you rocking with, uh, are you rocking with, um, Sean? Sean? Yeah. What are you talking? So I feel like new age newsboys people followers would say God's not dead. Right. Right. Nah. But the real gangsters <laughs> would say, "Love Liberty Disco." There we go. Uh, okay. Give me love. Okay. Give me liberty. Disco. Um, that's not their most popular. I would say Shine is probably one of their bigger hits. Um, there are a couple others later on that were Can you give hits, us a little rendition of Shine for us? Shine. Make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they would not. That's beautiful. On the outside looking for. Gosh. Ow, 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 ow. Lord in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, the verses are amazing. I would say they were kind of, I thought they were kind of rocky, back to answer your question earlier, Tanner. Um, they had some They had some edgy edgy stuff back in the day. Joy, one of my favorite songs. Breakfast, great song. Mm. Um, questionable lyrics, but great song. Yeah. <laughs> it's brought up every now and then irrelevant. So. So, we, so, so I think we've got room for one more then, right? Or is that the last one? Um, well, I was, I mean, I was going to think, I mean... Can we have it without having I Can Only Imagine on it? I feel like that's one of the biggest Christian songs ever. Uh, I think it probably needs to be on there, yeah. To get a I full... I like if there's an elevator, though I don't think heaven's like spatially above us, there's an <laughs> elevator to heaven. That'll be the elevator music. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if you're calling heaven, that would be the whole music. <laughs> I can only um, I was thinking, what about Jars of Clay Flood? That was a big, that was a also a mainstream. Yeah. We played at the radio station at WMSV. We Dang, had okay. That whole album on our, uh, in our database. Nice. Um, Jesus Freak, I think, would could be in that conversation. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree. Beautiful Things got really popular there for a little while. Yeah. Um, of course, the. Ever controversial, Wait, how he loves beautiful things by Gunger. Gunger. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Tanner, what do we got? What you got on your list? These are the five key in key in here people that uh, have not been understanding what we're talking about in this conversation because these are your five your five essential songs for education. What about any Big Daddy Weave? We got any songs we can redeemed. Put up there? Redeemed, and apparently. I always confuse Big Daddy Weave with Sidewalk Profits. Criminal activity. Did you hear about that story? Did you read that story, Tanner? What did you say? Uh, someone turned themselves in because they heard the song Redeemed on the radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for criminal uh, that, activity. Yeah. I just Thank saw you. that tweet where they, they retweeted it, and the, the title of the article was like, um, like, man... Man uh, confesses to crime after hearing Christian song, and then someone retweeted it and was like, "Okay, without opening the article, which song do you think it was?" <laughs> yeah, it was great. So, so Tanner, what's our what's our five essentials? What are we putting I, in the Hall of Fame? So we have um, "My Life Be Like" by Grits, "The Champion" by Carmen. No. <laughs> My life be like ooh, the champion ah, is the champion the one with ooh, that uh, music video with with the devil. I think so. Where there's yeah. like a that, so. that aside, yeah. Basically, listeners, if you made it this far, just type in Carmen, mm-hmm. C A R M A N, in YouTube, 
and just kind of scroll through the music videos mm-hmm. and the thumbnails should be amazing just click on one that interests you yes then we had um, I didn't type it down I'm sorry so I can only imagine if we're throwing that on there uh-huh. dive. shine dive yeah, shine big dive. house and then uh, testify to love uh, we didn't Oh, awesome, we awesome God could be awesome up there. Awesome God. We, we, had, we, we can make say, six. We can be found with six. What about, we got to do seven. We can't do six. Yeah. Oh, you're, you right, you're right. Seven. Worth, what are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> did we already have Jesus Freak on there? Oh, we didn't do Jesus Freak. So, and I think that We're gets nine, a, a large. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about this song? Do y'all remember Every Move I Make, I'm Making You? Yep. You make me move, Jesus, every breath I take. I okay, I'm not going to lie. When you first said that, the first thing that came out of my head was, Every move you yeah. make, every step <laughs> you about, take. That was, God is watching us, right? Yeah. That was David Crowder band. God is watching. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on the last one, didn't I? Waves up. No, did. I mentioned another one. So Waves David Crowder. Up, Grace. So i got a theory on David Crowder. I, yeah. Well, it's not a theory. I just enjoyed him better as a band rather than as a single mm. artist. Mm. He's he, he's just too, I don't know, which obviously he has a beard and he's country, I guess, but he's banking too much on putting banjo in a song and making yeah. a CCM hit. But when he was yeah. part of the David Crowder band, they had just a great sound. They were mm-hmm. experimental. Their last mm-hmm. album, fantastic. It had like two discs and it had like a oh, lot of instrumental Rick stuff. Rim. Yes, oh, a requiem of... Something like that. I'll, I have it right here. But it had a lot of great like instrumental songs and tracks, and just had some like throwbacks to like yeah. some gospel songs or not southern gospel song. Um, and but then so the band split. So David Crowder had his own path, and then the band part created a new band called uh, the Digital Age. And so they act, they actually released a couple EPs that were actually. Hmm pretty cool um i didn't know that but I, I enjoyed them as the david crowder band which... yeah the album we're referring to is give us rest or a requiem mass in c the happiest of all and my favorite song on that was after all yeah it's pretty good one or holy mm-hmm. i really love that parentheses. but yeah blake i'd be curious to hear your thought on this who do you think is the most criminally underrated like not just now but like you could even dig in the past if you want. Most criminally underrated band that you could think of. Mm. Like, they just don't get the love that they deserve. Mm. I think from our previous uh, recording of this, Waverly and Falling Up both were That's amazing. What I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Both of them were incredible. So Waverly, from close to where I'm from, North Mississippi, mm-hmm. they had a... They had a potential for a CCM hit. The song is called Praise and Adore. Mm-hmm. Um, but a great, great song. But the rest of their album, like they're a rock band. So very much so. I would very I would I would listen to that album. But I think they that song got a little stream or a little like success in the CCM realm. Mm-hmm. But when the people playing the song figured out that oh, this is a rock band, I think it kinda like went down from there. It's like, oh we can't play any other songs yeah. by Waverly because they're like a rock band. But I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, post-Genesis 3, the drums, the bass guitar, and the electric guitar were made when the fall of man occurred. <laughs> but when God made the world and called it good, there was the piano, the organ, and the vocal cords. 
and and the people said amen. Uh, but uh, yeah, falling up also underrated. They're like I said, they're more heavier, I guess. Christian bands. But. Yeah, you're good. Tanner, do you have a criminally underrated one? I feel like you of all people would definitely have one. All of mine are like the ones that don't want to be considered CCM. Oh, I got you. Or like controversial. Yeah. So like the Gungers. Yeah. I get really surprised that people don't know as much about John Mark McMillan. Yeah, me too. The Economy record? Solid. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that has been our super sporadic um, really niche episode on CCM music. If you guys were into it, please tell us that you were because I am legitimately curious about who you are if you were. <laughs> um, as our final word before we wrap up to recommendations, Blake Stacy, I need you on the spot to list every Newsboys album chronologically. Go. Okay. So I'm going to start with my favorite. Well, actually, not my favorite, but Don't probably look at your my phone. favorite, I'm, my I'm favorite you. title of. Uh, my favorite title uh, <laughs> of all the albums, Hell is for Wimps. That was the first? Um, and I agree, Hell is for Wimps. Um, mm. the, the theology of the album has some questionable patterns, but title, I feel, is uh, very strong. Uh, that leads into Going Public, and that was, I mean, really, I think, a, a telling album title for that album because that's what kind of launched them onto the uh, pretty much the public scene um, and then the next uh, I don't know any others after that dang it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna bore you with all of them but well um, everyone we got we got two at least that's what I was hoping for <laughs> I'm trying to see if that was actually ah dang I missed one I missed three actually oh Blake dang Blake, this was before I was born though Going Public was launched or released in 1994 the newsboys have left the chat hell is for whips boys will be boys not ashamed also boys spelled B-O-Y-S will be boys B-O-Y-Z oh heck yeah I think that's an interesting take uh, read all about it Going Public take me to your leader step up to the microphone love liberty disco thrive adoration devotion he reigns the Worship Collection, Go, Double Take Newsboys, well, that was a, a double take, uh, Newsboys Live, Houston, We Are Go, In the Hands of God, and then we go into the uh, Michael Tate era, so not going to mention any of those. I was going to say, can I just say that their album titles are getting progressively more boring as like the years <laughs> go on? Like I need us to get back to Hell is for Wimp State. And let me, that goes say. along with my theory um, about some Christian artists, become more worshipy, more mm. mainstream as yes. they go along. Yes. Uh, Cutlass being one of those, mm-hmm. kind of in a different light. They started off really heavy rock. They had a Christian contemporary hit, and then they stuck with it. And now they're like a worship band. They're not a rock band anymore. Do you think Big um, K-Love just is like seeking out all these like really good like low-key bands, and they're sliding money under the table? There's something. And they're like, look, we got to meet our pledge drive. We need, we need more water references. <laughs> All right, delete everything I just said, Tanner. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, guys. Now on to recommendations. Tanner, you first. I'm trying to find my quote. I'm gonna pull for. Here we go. I would like to recommend a book this week called, 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 <laughs> called on. Stories. Um, it's a C.S. Lewis book. It's a collection of essays on literature by C.S. Lewis. Um, if you can't 
purchase the book, at least try to read the preface by the editor that put this thing together. Um, it's a great kind of um, just write-up about C.S. Lewis's time both reading and writing literature and then kind of critiquing literature. There's a whole um, two paragraphs that talk about um, kind of his relationship with J.R.R. Tolkien and these two paragraphs really talk about their views on myth and it is amazing that um, Lewis believes that myth um, he defines myth as lies breathed through silver Tolkien disagrees um, disagreed and kind of talks about it being more pointing to truth I'll let you read the preface to see the what comes out of it because it's beautiful but in the second chapter he's um, I think it was a recording on the BBC radio that he had like a transcript of C.S. Lewis um, he's talking about the novels of Charles Williams and he's talking about um, just like fairy tales and fiction and stuff and how people get bored with it because it's like either otherworldly or they don't see how it could be real because there's like fairies in our world and stuff and he's talking about just how cool it is that it could happen in our world and he says um, talking about Williams he says he's writing that sort of book in which we begin by saying let us suppose that this everyday world were at some point invaded by the marvelous let us in fact suppose a violation of frontier and so really stuck out to me just kind of with what he eventually says about myth in the preface um, of just our mundane world being um, through fiction we get to see kind of the marvelous of not only just people's creativity but of a creative God so on stories uh, go check it out cool so I recently uh, as a birthday gift from my wife shout out Jen um, received a box set of the Chronicles of Narnia the like super old edition um, super cool I think Tanner you had some discussions with Jennifer. Yeah, she told me about the one she tried to order, and that encouraged me to get the same box set. But you got a different one, yeah. which you really loved, and the one I got I really loved. So yeah. I started reading Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, doing publication Ooh. order, so it may be a, a future... Yeah. Um, well, I noticed this one was in publication order. Um, the set that I really? have, which is... Uh, which was like a scholastic set, was in yep. like book order. But I love the artwork on this, on these, and just the the smell of old books. Fantastic. Mm, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so my recommendation this week is or are Ticonderoga pencils. Um, mm. Very durable, very lasting. Uh, my favorite type of pencil. I really got into the mechanical pencil realm in college, mainly because of engineering. You needed like really crisp lines and. Um, it was just always nice to have like a really good mechanical pencil, but as college grew on, I missed the joy of having a wood pencil and Ticonderoga, my favorite or Ticonderoga. I don't know exactly how you pronounce it, but the erasers are the best erasers. I would challenge any other eraser on planet earth against a Ticonderoga eraser, black edition or yellow edition, either one. I feel like black edition might've been slightly better. Possibly, yes. But of course. both of them, I would, I would bet, I would bet on them against any other racer in, uh, in the world. My least favorite part about our first recording of this episode being deleted is that you guys don't get to hear a five-minute conversation we had 
about different writing utensils and, and the merits therein. Needless to say, I think we're all very firmly team black Ticonderoga number two pencil. For sure. I think we all said that the eraser is superior to that of the yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the short, sharpen, not the long. Yeah. Yes. Long, pre-sharpened, short. Yeah. Pre-sharpened, I, short. Black. I agree. Number two. I personally am a wood pencil purist. Um, mm. I believe that the mechanical pencil is just one more step to the inevitable decline uh, toward the laziness of our culture. Yeah. Uh, where we are all like those people in Wally, just sitting in floating recliners, having things delivered to us. What are we even thinking? Just pressing down on a pencil and getting more lead. Nothing is tactile yeah. anymore. Anyways. You get up and you walk over to a pencil sharpener and you mechanically mm. sharpen that pencil. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's a mechanical pencil for you. Amen. 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 <laughs> Blake. You guys can see this, but Blake just made a motion of using a pocket knife to sharpen a wooden pencil. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's let's go back to it. Um that's that's beautiful. So, my recommendation this week is uh, two different things that you can watch on Netflix by one Hasan Minaj. Um, so, for those of you that may not know who Hasan Minaj is, he's kind of gaining popularity right now. He's 34 years old. Um, he's from a Indian Muslim family and is a first generation son of an immigrant. He used to be a correspondent on The Daily Show, but now he has two things on Netflix that are absolutely fantastic to watch. One of them is the Patriot Act, and it's a weekly kind of issues show in the same vein of Last Week Tonight by John Oliver, if anybody has ever really gotten into that. Um, So he tackles a lot of political and social issues on kind of a deep dive 20-minute format, and it's really, really good. I like him a lot because uh, he doesn't like – it feels like if you look at any political issues show nowadays, they're all strictly just talking about Trump, and it's just kind of gotten tired. He doesn't really do that a whole lot. Um, he's delving more into into issues you may not necessarily know about. Stuff like uh, international, um, things like he'll, he'll do a deep dive on even popular ones like the Amazon Rainforest. He's really great. Uh, you'll walk away from every episode hearing something being like, huh, I never knew that or never thought about that. Uh, and then the other one, I recommend this one even higher, is his uh, Netflix special. I think it's like an hour, hour ten. It's uh, Homecoming King with Hasan Minhaj, and it is simultaneously an awesome comedy show and a trek through Hasan's life as a Muslim American and uh, just what it means to be a first generation, uh, like son of an immigrant. Uh, It's an awesome comedy show, and it really does hit some challenging subject matter, and it's pretty eye-opening in kind of the same ways that I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown is, Mm -hmm. that we recommended earlier on this podcast a few episodes back so that's patriot act and homecoming king by hasan minaj on netflix both very very good yeah his uh the few episodes i've watched of patriot act really good one was the um student loan yes issue really good and then the one you brought to our attention the one on streaming music and how it's changed kind of really talks mostly about hip-hop and how it just changed hip-hop. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up those two because he really does kind of talk more about, like... He, he, he talks more about issues that, like, younger people would, would know right. as well. Yeah, yeah, because most of kind of the late-night or the issue format style are older white men, pretty much. Yes, So yeah. Um, like, he had a whole episode on, like, Supreme and sneaker culture. Right. 
But yeah, that's recommendations. Cool. Tanner, Tanner, how do they get? Uh, I don't know if you wanted to end it with that's recommendation because you hosted it. Oh, but. you're good, uh, Tanner. How do they get in touch with us? You can uh, get in touch with us by emailing us at futurefamilypodcast at gmail dot com. Um, follow us on Twitter at futurefamilypod, or follow us on Instagram at futurefamilypodcast. And of course, you can reach us on either one of those through comments, replies, or DMs. Well, that's another episode. Hey you enjoyed this one and if you're still here uh we would love to know it um, because we want to know those other people out there who are ccm fanatics Mm. but if you enjoyed this one then feel free to give us a five-star rating leave us a nice little review on wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe stay up to date and please as always keep the conversation going with all that said for cody tanner and myself we are your future family.